Hi, thanks for joining Your Body Advocate podcast. I'm your host, Ruth Cummings, and today we're going to listen to an interview with Sherry Lukey. She's an EFT tapping practitioner, and she's going to explain how tapping can help us and what it is, and share some things from her website that you can download to help you. Please enjoy this interview. Let's take a deep breath to relax. Ready? All right, let's go. You're listening to Your Body Advocate, telling your body's side of the story. The podcast dedicated to supporting and improving your body-mind connection so you can live a pain-free, passion-filled life, dissolving one body tension at a time. Discover the healing properties of your own body language and together let's explore ways to support and improve essential self-talk. Now, here's your host, Master of Encouragement and Body-Mind Life Coach, Ruth Cummings. Hello, everybody. We have our guest, Sherry Lukey. I've already talked about her and her bio, and we have so much to talk about. And this morning, Sherry actually gave me a session of EFT tapping which I've done with other people before, but she was amazing. Um, we got a lot done in an hour. Incredible, incredible. We actually went over, but uh, we were having so much fun, so much laughter, so much healing. Um, I highly would recommend it. If you don't know what tapping is, you are in the right place. We're going to talk about that right now. So um, Sherry, uh, it's so fun to have you here. So first of all, thanks for being here. I appreciate your time. You're so fun. And um and you have so much to share. So my first question to you is, um, how did you discover EFT tapping? Yeah, so, and thank you for having me, Ruth. It's so fun to be here. And, and I'm just like, I'm always so excited to share this knowledge because it is game-changing for your audience. It's just because I know for me, I had tried everything, you know, under the sun and then some, and it all had value, but um, nothing shifted my life the way EFT did. And um you know, and so that brings me to how do I discover it? Well, probably be eight, nine years ago now. Um, so I was 48 at the time, I'm 57 now. And um, I hit um, a wall really, like physically, I was, I got super sick, it was a steady decline, uh, really over a couple of years, and to the point where it was like, we had a dog at the time. And if I wanted to walk him for 10 minutes, I'd have to sleep for two hours, like managing my energy was like a whole military operation. And if I, there was a virus going around, I'd get it. And then I'd get a secondary infection. And in addition to that health stuff, my finances were also in really rough shape. And, um, and so I had been wanting to get into um, a medical specialist to try to sort this out because everybody was like, we don't know what's wrong. We don't know what's wrong kind of thing. Right. And finally get into one. And after four months of testing, he says, I'm really sorry, but you're one of the four people in the world. I don't know what's wrong with and nothing more can be done for you. And I was, of course, in shock and disappointment and was certain I was going to get the answer to all my problems. <laughs> Instead, I got the opposite. And um, when I got home, it took me a little while to get my, you know, get my poop in a group and wasn't willing to accept that <laughs> prognosis and um, started to just put some, you know, do some inquiry as to when this was all happening and what, you know, what, when things started to really decline. And and what I realized was, is that um, I actually had PTSD as a result of our um, one daughter. She'd had a very serious horseback riding accident. Um, 
that I had witnessed and she's perfectly fine and she's riding horses again, but um, it uh, impacted me in a way that I didn't expect. And what I and so what I discovered was, is that EFT tapping, which stands for emotional freedom technique, but it's more commonly known as tapping because you literally stimulate acupressure points on the upper body and fingers with two fingers by tapping on them. And what that does is it sends a soothing signal through your nervous system to the amygdala, which is the fight, flight, freeze response um, in, you know, decides whether you get into stress response or not. And it's exceptional with trauma. And so I really, because it's a little odd and it's strange and I tried so many other things and dragged my family through everything. <laughs> I didn't tell anyone I was going to do it because I really didn't believe it was going to work. Uh, Cause this just didn't seem like it was possible to tap on your, upper body and get these profound results. Um, but it did. And, uh, and it did within three months, I was blown away. And it was the only thing that I was doing. And I, you know, I, in addition to all the health stuff I was going on, I'd actually put on 30 pounds of, of excess fat as well. And uh, lost all the weight started feeling energetic again. And I was just like, what is going on? <laughs> and, uh, and it's, and then I, I started spent the next couple months putting the physiology together of why it was working, because I was like, I had to understand why it was working so profoundly. Wow. That's an amazing. I haven't heard that story before. And, um, that's amazing. And, you know, um, trauma from our kids. Oh. I think that, I think more of us, more parents have trauma from our kids than we're willing to admit. I know I have some, and we should, we need another session. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah. And, and I think for both you and I, it's like, and we really, to me, it's like having the world understand trauma in a different way. Like is, you know, is war and, you know, and natural disasters and rape and all those things. Those are definitely traumatic hundred percent, but really trauma is three ingredients. It's, you know, it's that shock. It's a feeling of powerlessness and a feeling of isolation. And when you have those three combination in combination, it's like, you've got trauma. And as soon as you experience trauma, your subconscious has to, has to make a decision about what's going on. And it usually makes up a limited belief so that to try to prevent it from happening again. And so, and especially from the context of thinking before the age of seven, because really that's where the, that's where the subconscious is just a sponge and everything is going in. And if you think about those three things, powerlessness, shock, and isolation as a kid, you experience that over and over and over again. Right. And so we make up these limiting beliefs about ourselves in a way to try to, it's, it's a subconscious trying to protect us, but instead it works against us. So, um, and that's what I discovered after I started to use the FT. It's just that, yes, I had this event with my daughter, but really I'd had multiple events through my life. And, and especially, you know, like you say, as a parent, but also um, being highly sensitive and empathic. And so both of those, like, it's like, it's like the, yeah, exactly. Hand up. Right. It's a perfect, it's like the perfect storm, right? Because right. you, how we experience the world is, is so much more amplified. Well, I love that word amplified just because I'm also a musician, but that's true. A lot of things are amplified and yeah, it's just, so it hurts us. So tell me, what are the basics? What are the basics of tapping? Yeah. So, um, so like I said, it's by stimulating these acupressure points on the upper body and we have acupressure points, as you know, all over our body, right? Yeah. But it's just not convenient to use those ones. So we use the upper body and the hands or fingers and by stimulated with those two fingers, the tapping on it, it sends that soothing signal through the nervous system to the amygdala. And it basically interrupts the stress response. So your fight, flight, freeze response is actually interrupted. And so the advantage of that is, is that it's like the subconscious now, which is job is to keep you alive and breathing and interprets anything 
like a problem or a bad memory as a threat, it interrupts that. And so by interrupting it, now the subconscious comes on side to help you sort things out. Gets the blood flow basically back from the primal brain back into the frontal lobe and into your you know, higher brain centers. And so the basics of it are um, really just, it's a setup statement, which you actually do on the side of your hand or like people call karate chop. And the setup statement is, is you have a, a neutralizing statement, you identify the problem, and then you say a neutralizing statement again. So then it almost always starts with even though, which is neutralizing, and then you state the problem. And then it's a, you know, I acknowledge it, I accept it, you know, I'm a lot of people, a lot of practitioners will go to I love and accept myself. And I don't do that. Because very often, that's a stretch for people. Because I know for myself, I didn't even like myself, let alone love myself. <laughs> Right. So, to, so to say that just didn't feel like I could do that, right? And so we'll stay on that side of the hand for um, basically three statements, and then we move through the tapping points. And um, tapping points are top of the head, eyebrow, side of the eye, under the eye, under the nose, chin, collarbone, under the arm. Rib and liver point is basically uh, picture nipples go back onto the last rib point and then wrists together. And those, um, a diagram of those is like, um, is available for people. It's on my website. And that's, I think it's part of the, no, I know it's part of the gift that, um, that you're giving away with, if anyone's interested in it. So you don't have to remember those points. And you basically, you continue to identify and say the problem as you're going through it. And what people notice is, is that almost immediately the system, your system starts to get quieter and you're able to breathe a little bit deeper. And like I said, that blood flow is coming back in the frontal lobe. Yeah, I, I love that. First of all, I have been talking with other people, and you're correct that your statement from the karate chop area to the next statements were very different. And I do I did appreciate that because there's I know that's one I, I love and accept myself. And I don't always love and accept myself. And the reason I'm calling someone to help me with tapping is because I'm not in that space. So I did appreciate that that difference. And um that was interesting. And um, I also wanted to say to all our listeners, yes, we have all of the links below. And um, I might even try to put the, just a picture of the, um, of what you're saying so they can look at that and that will take them to your website so they can download it so they can talk, you know, or, or see what we're talking about. Um, So how, how does it help? You're telling, you know, you're talking about it, but you know, does it, so I'm going to let you say that. So how, how does it, so it, I'll let you talk. <laughs> yeah, no, that's all good. Yeah, no. So it, um, yeah, like I said, it, it sounds really strange. It sounds really odd, right? That you could, you know, tap on your face basically and, <laughs> and be able to start to feel relaxed and start to think straight again. But that's really what happens is you literally are able to have access to your creative problem solving brain so that when now when you're thinking about um, a problem or a bad memory, you begin to see it differently. And you start to first of all, start to recognize that there might be other perspectives, which before was not available to you. That it's like you were really stuck in this, like a tape loop of like, this is how it is, and I can't get out of it. And this is how it is. And, and it really, it's, it's that interrupting factor and having access to all that, you know, incredible power in our higher brain centers. And then in addition to that, giving us access to that creative problem solving brain, what it does in, in addition to that is it can actually open up this world of connecting dots to it's like, oh, this is like that thing that happened before. And, and being able to kind of go, oh, and I started and I thought this about that when, in fact, it might be completely different than this. And 
and then be able to, and, and this is when, you know, working with a practitioner is going really deep where you actually go really as far back as you possibly can to issues that have, that have really set up these ways of being and seeing the world that really aren't serving you. And I say to people, it's like when, because people often go, well, I don't really have that many problems or I don't really need it. Or, you know, you know, things are going okay. You know, and I say, well, if you break your life into three main areas, health, finance, and relationship, and if, if all of those areas are working for you and they're moving in the direction that you want, that's awesome. If they're not, if they're all working, but they're not moving at the pace you want, then it's worthwhile to do this. And also if though any of those are all three areas aren't working. And for me, really all three weren't working because the relationship, my external relationships were okay, but I had no idea how poor a relationship I had with myself. And, um, and as I started to recognize that it was like, oh, okay. Now I actually, there's problems here that I really wasn't aware of. And in addition to that, I say to people, our wants and desires, like we want health, we want finances, we want love and relationships and fun. But if our limiting beliefs that got set up at that really early age aren't in alignment with those wants and desires, it creates conflict in our body. And it literally creates the stress response. So then you get this, this frustration and loop of like, why can't, why am I not making more money? I don't understand why I'm making more money. I want more money. And as soon as you say that immediately, the stress response goes off. And so with tapping, what that does is it interrupts it immediately. And now we actually, like I said, that blood flow can come back into the higher brain centers. So you can start to see things and, and be able to move past the procrastination and understand why it is you're procrastinating. It's so fascinating because it's, it's really, it's so uh, close to what I do. If mine is just hands-on or, or talking to people. And um, I just think it's so fascinating how, uh, how much we don't know about how the body works and how the spirit works and the brain, everything. It's just, um, but I'm sure you've seen some really cool things. Cause I'm, I know I've, as I've told you, I've seen some really cool things in my business. So do you have like a case study or two that you could share with us? Like that are just like, oh, I love those. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And yet, as you both know, we have like hundreds of them, right? Because it's like, that's the why we love our work. It's so fun, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And I would say, you know, um, tapping's my my thing that, you know, but it's like, that's, it's really about getting that alignment of head, heart and gut into that relaxation response. And that's, you know, for you, that's the space that you're able to help people to get to. And that's that same thing. As soon as you're in that place, then healing is available, right? Um, yeah. And I talk um, about, I talk about the strings, like taking the strings, um, that are, that are stopping the healing. And if it's a, if it's a, and, and cutting the strings, if it's a relationship that's bad, find the lines of Asher tight, making loose. Yeah. And, um, and I think that tapping is like right in there. It's, it's, it's the, it's so, it's a deep thing, even though it's on our, on our surface of our body, it's just so deep. And um, if we have a minute, it would be fun if you could run me through something. So people actually see what it looks like and maybe can, can kind of see what it feels like by me doing it. But, but what are your case studies? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I know, I know you have hundreds and I, yeah. I can talk to you for hours and hours, but I'm like, okay, <laughs> stay on track. I, I know for to ramble. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I told I'm, I'm totally, we're on the same page as squirrel. <laughs> Um, it's an advantage and a disadvantage depending on the context, right? Um, yeah. So a couple of case studies. So um, one, uh, because money problems are a big thing for a lot of people. One of the one, ones that it's a real kind of like, wow, is um, I had this um, woman that had come to me and she was actually having difficulties making rent. 
And, um, and uh, my programs are usually done in, you know, in uh, multiple sessions. And so in this particular case, we're about midway through the program. And, um, and I'll tell you why I'll connect the dots for everybody. But what happened was, is that she sent me an email and that she had gotten a contract for $30,000. And she was, you can imagine over the moon going from not being able to make rent to 30k in your bank. And, um, and the dots that we had connected for her was, is that she had actually been sexually assaulted when she was a teen. And people right away go, well, what does that have to do with money? <laughs> right. And, yeah. and, and the thing is, is that this is what it has to do with money. Is it like I said about trauma that in those moments when those things happen, that your subconscious has to make up beliefs about the world or yourself in order to try to prevent them again. And in her case, what had happened was, is that she had believed that she was wrong and bad because she had been out drinking and she'd had a few drinks and it, she made it about herself. She made it, it was her fault. And so as we're tapping, we're going, you know, we're soothing that system and being able to go into this really horrible event that happened to her. And because that her system is soothed and that blood flow is now back into the higher centers, she's actually able to see and receive and hear that it wasn't her fault. And that she could then again, start to see herself as this good human who she was that was worthy and deserving of receiving money because what that's, that had been the block that it's like, I'm a bad person because this, you know, I did this thing and it was my fault. And that, and although it was completely in the subconscious, it was completely under the radar. She had no idea how it was manifesting was in preventing this money coming to her because of, of this belief that she didn't, you know, she was wrong and bad. She didn't, she wasn't worthy and deserving of, you know, having, having this ease in her life. Right. That is amazing. I love that story. And also, I mean, it brings up that, you know, the, the horrible statistic in our society of, of how many times that's happened to people. And then that sticking with them, if they've had no one to work that out with, or haven't been able to go to counseling or, yeah. And, um, and, you know, sometimes counseling, as you know, doesn't work for some people. I mean, everybody needs something different. That's why I'm so happy you're here. Yeah. I mean, because everybody needs something different and, um, and hopefully you're the answer for some of my listeners who are yes. struggling. You know, and, yeah, and, exactly. And that's a hundred percent Ruth is it. And it, and I get shivers when you said that, because it really is, it's about healing and it really has to be in alignment with you. You know, like I said, for me, tapping was the answer. Um, but really it's about having that safe space, having that support, you know, having the um, understanding, you know, and for all, all the listeners out there, whether they be male or female, but um, you know, like you say, the statistics are really unfortunate for women is, is that it is really not your fault because if you flip the, flip the script and kind of go, you know, with somebody was it, if the roles were reversed, would that happen? Right. And that, this is the other part is, is that that subconscious is really just trying to protect you because invariably, especially women will say, you know, I should have done something. And I, and I said to them, I always say to them, there's no way you could have, your subconscious took over and was saying, this is how you're going to survive this. Right. And so to, to forgive yourself for not, not doing anything. And that was a lot of her, of her um, work was being able to receive that. Another little um, squirrel for me here is that I have worked with the rapists mm -hmm. and yes. gotten rid of their you know, looked at their uh, guilt, shame, trauma, yeah. um, just, you know, their side of it where they were. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a whole other. Oh yeah. Well, it's that whole hurt people, hurt people. Right. And that's exactly right. Because it's like, and you know, and ironically I would have, to, you know, I would, because I was a, a victim to bully 
bullying in high school and um, which actually got reconciled through doing this work, which was phenomenal for me, kind of blew my mind. Um, and, and actually I'll, I'll share that story as my second story. So, okay. um, so I was bullied really badly in high school. Um, a girl thought that I was uh, after her boyfriend, which I wasn't, but she thought I was. And um, anyways, we we're playing indoor floor hockey and, and she started to hip check me into the walls and stuff. And I was just putting up with it. And finally she slashed my wrist and broke my watch. And I grew up really poor and I was like, I'm not getting another watch. And it's where I got pissed off. And so I hip checked her into the wall and then that's all she was looking for. Right. And she dropped her stick and then she punched me in the face three times. And I was just in shock because I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> and, um, but that really wasn't the worst of it. It was all the fallout from that. So that was in my grade 11 year. And so for a year and a half, basically it was a very small town. I was completely ostracized. Nobody would talk to me. It was like, she was the school bully. And it was like, she was, it was sort of like, you don't, you know, she's on the outs kind of thing. Right. Lots more to do with that. But anyway, you can imagine it messed me up pretty, pretty well. And so I come to this work and about three years into doing this work, you know, full time and I'm helping people in profound ways and mostly in my, you know, you start in kind of your community kind of thing. Right. And it also done a lot of volunteering with my kids and stuff. And one of my clients wanted to, she sent me this text and wanted to nominate me for woman of the year in our community. I got the text, Ruth, <laughs> no word of a lie. I thought I was going to throw up and I didn't understand why. And what ended up coming out of it was doing the tapping. And, you know, the other thing, which I do is matrix reimprinting, which is a, you know, basically it's an advanced form of EFT um, and, um, and really healed that whole event. Hmm. And a month after the actual event, I didn't win, but I was like, it was such an honor to be nominated. Yeah. And a month afterwards, I got a Facebook message from her, which was literally 36 years after this event, apologizing for what had happened. Wow, that is awesome. Yeah. And it's like that that's the kind of stuff where it's just like just mind blowing. Yeah, we were, you know, uh, we were talking about bullying earlier today and uh, before this interview. And um, it's a big thing for both sides. So oh. like, and I mean, yeah. obviously it's been like, you know, there are, there are, uh, unfortunately people taking their lives because of it. And, um, gosh, I just, uh, I, I just want everybody to be nice too. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a lover too, but I, I tend to fight, not fight, but I definitely stand up for people and it's so <laughs> definitely got me into trouble. In my life. Yeah. Well, yeah. And to your point though, it's like when I, when that happened, I really actually, I actually felt like she had gotten the worst of the deal with being the bully. Yeah. Because although it had really messed me up, it hadn't tormented me the way it had tormented her with what her message was to me. I was just like, oh, wow. 36 years of torment. Totally. And at the time you think, you know, it's so great and it's, it's solving such an interesting problem and it's absolutely causing problems for you that are about to show up in about a year and a half <laughs> or, you know, and same thing with the rapists and same thing, you know, it's like just how people treat each other. There are you know, there are consequences and there's consequences both sides. That's why, you know, I have a kindness challenge in my newsletter. And at oh. the end of the year, we're having a big, you know, like how many challenges each week can you do? And like, just a smile to, to, to spread love one smile at a time is yeah. my, I love um, ending with that. And um, yeah, just how we treat people, it has consequences and also how we treat ourselves. And um, hence, yeah, um, and, uh, yeah and I would say it starts with that. It does, right? So I know. Um, okay, I wanted to ask you. Um, how so you so 
how did you start your business? And like, who do you like to work with? What's your favorite client? Yeah. So, so after I did that couple months of figuring out why it was working, I was like, I gotta, I gotta get certified and I gotta help other people. And so, um, and I wanted to make like, it's not, um, I wanted to make sure I was helping people in a, you know, in an ethical way. And that was part of the certification piece. And, um, because I was like, gosh, I've spent 48 years trying to sort this stuff out and, you know, and now it happened so fast for me. I wanted to help others. And, um, and yeah, and the ideal person I work with is, you know, is a heart centered you know, entrepreneur or leader. And I would actually just, you know, extrapolate on that is that heart centered is really about the lover piece that we're talking about, that it's like, you know, relationships matter to you. You really want, you know, you want win-win and you want to move, you want to be part of the solution on this planet, not part of the problem. That it's like, whether you want to move humanity forward in a big way or simply just smiling at the clerk and being gracious that's, that's the kind of person that I love to work with. And I love, especially love people that are, that are up to big things that really do want to move humanity forward in a bigger way. That's amazing. I appreciate that. So you started your business by getting certified and then you, um, and then you did it all on, you did it. We were talking about this earlier. So I just wanted to bring this up for someone who wanted to do something like this. You can start it in person and online. Yes. And so there's both options if they wanted to, you know, go through this themselves and then maybe get certified. What's that road? What was that road for you? Yeah. So there's um, the, the the biggest organization and the one that I'm a, that I'm certified through is called EFTI, which is um, EFT International, and it's a global. Um, it's the biggest organization for EFT, and it's also nonprofit, which to me is important because it's like it keeps a really high level of standards, and it's just. Um, you know, we're all human and it's like when it's not nonprofit, it's, you know, the, all the kind of downside that can come out of it kind of thing. Right. But um, mine is not nonprofit, the AMTA, the massage. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it can be, it's not that it's not that it, it can be, but it's just very dependent on the who's in charge. Right. And so That's I just true. feel like the nonprofit is a really, um, is kind of a guaranteed way. Yeah. Profit's not always a problem. Either, so. No, totally not. No, exactly. But, um, but they are international and they are the largest global in- industry and they have a really, um, in the industry and they have a really high standard. And so, yeah, that's the cool part about this is that you teach people how to tap on themselves. And so you can actually do it, you know, via what we're doing, like this virtual zoom, or you can do it by telephone. And I actually find telephone to be even that much more effective because anyone that's experienced um, trauma um you, or I should qualify that anyone that's actually highly sensitive, really, has grown up reading body and facial, uh, you know, body language and facial features, and you instantly know what the right answer is, even if you're not aware of it. And when you're on the phone, it takes that piece out of it. So so that people actually one have to stay very much more in tune with themselves, they feel super safe, because they're in their environment. And they they can't tell they can't see my response, so I get a much more, I think, more honest response with it. And so, um, yeah, you know, I mean, you really have to hone your listening skills for that. Um, but um, but how you start out is like I started out just giving a lot of free sessions, and 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 because it was like you have to you have to get good at your skill, you know. And so it takes some practice, right? And then once I started to feel you know a little bit confident and got some you know got some actual results with with people, then it was like, okay, then I can start charging for this. And then from there, it was asking people uh, for referrals. And, and really, actually, most of the time, I didn't even ask because you've got these raving 
you know, amazing results and you end up with raving fans. And that's how I built the business. That's awesome. Cool. Um, <clears throat> what is your, you have a formula called the R, the three R's or the R3 formula? Yes. Yeah. Uh, tell me about it, but tell our listeners, what is, what is that? Yeah. And so I'm, I, I love creating um, duplicate. I don't even know if this is a word. You can tell me it's a word. Duplicatable results. <laughs> repeatable. <laughs> repeatable results yes. so and and how to me it's like how you get it that is having a way to um do it over and over and over again and the brain loves threes it really seems to be able to remember threes really well and um so i have this r3 and the r3 stands for the first r is for recognize and i'll explain them in just a second the second r is reprogram and the third r is reinforce i'm writing these down for sure. Okay. Recognize, reprogram, and reinforce. And I really love alliteration. That's the other thing. So that's another another way to make it and help it stick, right? Um, and with this R3 formula, I have different um, levels of it, but I'm just going to give people the first level so you can actually get started with it because it's like there's le levels of depth that you can go with it. Um, but the first level is recognizing when you are having negative thoughts or if you're in stress response. So you're starting to have that shallow breathing, you know, a little bit of that tightness in the gut, you know, tightness around the throat. Um, whenever that's, yeah, whenever those in that tape loop going on and you're just hearing that, you know, what, um, you know, that inner critic in your head is that you want to recognize that's the first part. You have to become aware and mindful of when there's a, when you have a, a state change or a, a thought change where it starts to go into negative. The second R is for reprogramming because, and because I feel like, because for me, tapping is the bomb is, is that you use tapping to reprogram what that negative thoughts or what that stress response. So you can interrupt that. And so literally you start tapping on any acupressure point, because as soon as you tap, it's interrupting that stress response. And um, once you start tapping and the, and acknowledging that negative piece, like I mentioned to you this morning, it's kind of like with, if you try to just push down the negative thoughts or push down this, you know, try and just like, no, I'm okay. I'm okay. Trying to tell your body you're okay. <laughs> it's like, it's like the little two-year-old at your leg or your, you know, your pad of your leg going, I need something. And <laughs> just yeah. Fred. Fred's right here at my feet. <laughs> and, and yeah. And if they're wanting something and you try to push them away, they just get louder and more obnoxious. And so that's why it's so important that you have to acknowledge what's going on first. And because you're tapping, people get really worried that they're actually going to, um, that they're manifesting or making it actually real what their, you know, negative thoughts or the stress making getting worse, but it's not because you're soothing the system. And so that reprogram is interrupting those thoughts, interrupting that stress response. And then the third R is reinforce. So now you've recognized that you're not where you want to be emotionally or physically or both. You've soothing that you're soothing the system, acknowledging what the problem is, or that you're just, even if it's just like, you know, I can't have a hard time breathing kind of thing. And then you reinforce what you do want. Now it's like, no, it's like, I'm, you know, I'm actually, it's okay. I can actually, I'm safe here. And this is, you know, I use safe a lot because the subconscious can't tell the difference between real and not, not real. You know, that's why, you know, if I ask people to close their eyes and visualize being at the top of a three, 30 story building, and I ask you to walk to the edge and look over almost immediately, you know, you can feel the cold air coming up and everybody looks like ants and people's hands start to sweat and they're they start to shallow breathe. Wow. And we're just visualizing that. 
And that's what I mean about the subconscious can't tell the difference. So any, as far as it's concerned, it's a threat to your survival. And so being able to tell your, you know, tell your system and reinforce that it's like, no, you know, this problem isn't going to eat me. And, you know, I'm not, you know, this might be difficult right now, but I can handle it, you know, and then taking it to that, you know, I'm, I'm ready to do this. I'm, I'm ready to, you know, take it to the next level. I can have this conversation. You know, I, I am enough. That's a really, that's a really good one to say. <laughs> I am enough. I'm enough. Yeah. That's tough on a lot of, on a lot of uh, levels. I'm enough. Yeah, exactly. And, and again, it's like, even if, you know, even if there's a party going, I'm not, it's like, you're opening, you're creating the space for it. That it's like, or you can even say, you know, I'm open to the possibility. I could be enough. Um. You brought up visualization and I, um, another squirrel for me is, um, I do a lot of visualization with athletes and it's interesting because, um, how, how real it becomes when they do visualize and once they do it once, and, and, and I mean, talking, visualizing, talking to a coach or even not like in the moment of the sport, but even visualizing, say, for example, proposing. Or, you know, going into a job interview, like putting themselves in that position, yeah. you know, from you, they could learn some tapping techniques to right before they go into the, into the, um, into yeah. the interview or the, or whatever they're doing. Is, yeah. is that not true? So that you hundred percent. Yeah. And especially like for, for athletes, it's like, because it's, you know, before you go into the match or, you know, or you've just shanked a ball or whatever. Right. And it's like, you can just in, you can just instantly get your system back into relaxation instead of in stress response. Right. And, you know, and what, and I'm this kind of mix of a type in science part and other type creative. And what I love about now is that there's so many studies, actually um, gold standard studies that are proving uh, EFT's uh, efficacy and where they actually are able to do fMRI brain scans, where they can actually see that it's actually the neural pathways are changing in the brain, which is just like, I'm like doing a happy dance. Cause like when I, when I started this, it, what, that wasn't available. So Oh, yes. There's, I mean, we know really, but intuitively how many things really work. And then it's, it's frustrating that you need, um, uh, you don't really need, but for certain things you need the research we were talking about before. Um, so I'm really, I didn't know that. So I'm glad that that's, that's coming about. Well, how about, what do you think about taking me through a tapping session real quick on something? And then so people can see what it looks like yeah. and they can even uh, follow along. And, um, and then, so they know, like, if they call you or, or do a zoom, like what happens? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we totally can. Um, yeah. And again, like I'm always saying to people when, um, when we're tapping and I'm, whatever I'm saying is like, it's a call and response. So I'm going to say it and then you're going to repeat it. Okay. And, um, uh, and so I'm just going to change my screen so that we're side by side so that this, we don't bounce back and forth here. You might be able to hear uh, Fred snoring. <laughs> He's, he's very stressed, clearly. <laughs> I was trying to, to snore. Oh, he is, clearly. And he, he loves to be a part of this. And all my massages, he's there, most of them. So, oh, cool. so I can't hear. But if you can, I want it to be um, calming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ruth hasn't dropped off and, and started snoring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is Fred. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, exactly. Call and response. And, and if I say anything that doesn't, doesn't resonate at all, just don't say it, or you can go ahead and change it. Right. And so when, what we're going to do is we're just going to do what's considered one round of tapping um, where we start on the side of the hand and we finish with the wrists together. Um, that's considered one round. And, um, and we're going to tap. Very, 
yeah, you can do you can do this kind of like the where the rock, uh, watch band would go. So you can tap this way or you can tap uh, wrist. I do wrists together is kind of what I do. So I'll do it high so people can see. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. And then also um, with the um, under the arms, you can do it this way. So it's basically it's like armpit straight down onto what, you know, for women, it would be bra strap. So you can do it this way and kind of give yourself a hug. Or if that's not comfortable, you can kind of do more of like a monkey kind of thing. Right. Or you can just do one arm that works too. Okay. And then the other, the other point that people are really not familiar with is the, like I said, that liver point or um, rib point. Um, and in this one, the rib point is so important because liver actually processes stress. And so I really encourage people to make sure they use this point. Um, I think the majority of practitioners don't use it just because it's like, it can be, awkward for women this with, with their breasts and things like that. And I'm always like, just get over it and get under those girls. You need to do this. kind of thing. So it's picturing the nipple and going straight down onto the last rib. That's the rib point. Okay. okay. Um, and like I said, we're going to do, we're going to tap very generally, but how you have tapping to be the most effective is when you're getting really specific and really getting into the emotion of what's happening. So, but just to give everybody kind of a taste of it kind of thing. Right. So, so if you, um, so if you had um, a problem like that comes up frequently with clients, is there one that comes to mind at all, Ruth? That's a common one. Um, you know, how about uh, um, discipline to work out? Cool. Okay. Think about losing weight. They can think about okay. not getting up on time, whatever. Discipline, like, darn it, like beating myself up for not, yeah. not, um, not exercising out as much as I'm, as I'm said I would. Or something. Okay. Very okay, cool. Perfect. With me too, and you know, many people I talk to. <laughs> yes, I think for all humans. Right. Yeah. Or for most humans, there's the odd, there's the odd unicorn out there that is that does not happen. But for most people, this is the case. Good. <laughs> okay. Good. So good. And so starting off, you take a really nice deep breath into your nose and out your mouth, and then just keeping your eyes closed. I want you just to tune into that feeling of like, oh, I just. I should be working out more. I'm not, I'm just, I just don't have the discipline to be working out as, as much as I should be. And when you tune into that, notice if you can find it, find that feeling of where, yeah, <laughs> in the shoulder. Yeah. I feel, yeah. A feeling of where you feel that when you think about having that lack of discipline and, and don't worry if you can't find it, you know, we're as a culture, we're taught to live in our heads. And so sometimes it can be difficult to tune into the body. So don't worry if you can't, but just guess if you're not sure. And as we're tapping, I want you to just kind of say that point in your in your mind, because I'm just going to say it um, generally. So we'll start on the side of the hand. You can start on either side. doesn't matter which. Do and this one I usually... On Sorry, say I again. change? You can change, yep. Either, either way, I tend to just stay on one, but it's like if you get tired, you can switch totally. And I use uh, four fingers for this point, and it's basically right down from the little finger joint um, on the fat of the hand where, you know, where you, if you're going to do haya and do the karate chop, that's where you do it. Yeah, exactly. And so we'll start here. And so I'll say, and then you're going to repeat for me, Ruth. So even though I just don't have enough discipline. Even though I just don't have enough discipline. <laughs> so <laughs> good for me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I, right I, want, I want to acknowledge it anyway. I want to acknowledge it anyway. Even though it might be hard to say out loud. Even though it might be hard to say out loud. Um, because it makes me feel bad. Because yeah, it makes me feel bad. I want every cell in my body to know. I want every cell in my body to know. 
every atom, as you said, we talked earlier, you said every atom in my body to know. I want every atom in my body to know. It's okay for me to acknowledge this. It's okay for me to acknowledge this. Because I want to find a way to change it. And then we'll just do a third one. Even though I just don't have enough discipline. Even though I just don't have enough discipline. To be working out as much as I should. To be working out as much as I should. I'm open and willing. I'm open and willing. To changing it. Changing it. Okay, and then top of the head. And again, you want to be just tapping, not hammering. That's what I did when I was training. I thought if I hit my head hard enough, I'd knock it out. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> I just don't have enough discipline. I just don't have enough discipline. I wrote, and it feels like if I beat myself up more. It feels like if I beat myself up more. So then I'll somehow get motivated. I'll somehow get motivated. <laughs> and, and that's not working. <laughs> wow, that's uh, somehow that's not working. Yeah. Yeah, it's creating the opposite effect. It's creating the opposite effect. So what if I could have compassion for myself? So what if I could have compassion for myself? And begin to acknowledge all that I do do. And begin to acknowledge all that I do do. That will motivate me. That will motivate me. Onto the ribs. Because having success makes me want to have more success. Because having success makes me want to have more success. On the wrist. So I choose to have compassion for myself. So I choose to have compassion for myself. Letting go of beating myself up. Letting go of beating myself up. Good job. Nice deep breath. And so one of the things I forgot to do at the beginning there was to actually, usually I'll get people to measure on a scale of zero to 10. Zero, like there's no sensation, there's no, you know, frustration or anger about not being able to work out. And 10 would be that you're, it's like through the roof kind of thing. And then we'll reassess at the end. So I just forgot to do that. So no problem. I, I'm realizing that my shoulder pain, my neck shoulder pain is gone. Wow. That was good. Cause that's a, that's a, you know, a big one for me. So that's cool. I love how that works and you're so good at it. And, um, we had, uh, I had, I had some interesting questions for you cool. so, uh, that I love to ask for people because, you know, I consider myself and you are a body advocate. We are the advocate for people's bodies. And so I wanted to, I have two questions for you. My first question is how does tapping, how is tapping an advocate for our body? Yes. And so it absolutely is. And I, and I feel like it's just so incredibly powerful because what I see over and over again is, is that as soon as people start tapping, they're actually able to listen to their body because once that stress response is interrupted, now there, it's, there's a quietness that sets in. And like I said, that blood flow is starting to come back into the frontal lobe and you're actually able to um, sit with those uncomfortable feelings or be able to acknowledge that pain. And as soon as that's acknowledged and, and listened to, then you can begin to change it because without the tapping, it's, it's so much easier just to try to push it away, stuff it down, you know, think that I'm just going to push through. And by tapping, it just creates this safe space for you to be able to listen and hear what your body's trying to tell you. That's, that's awesome. Thank you. Um, I say awesome a lot. I noticed that. 
I'm such a well, guy. that's just indicative of, of, of doing some really fun stuff because it's awesome. <laughs> I agree. It's, a, it's all summer camp to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, one of my favorite questions is, um, where do you find where, in your opinion, where does one find God in our body? Yeah. So, um, so one of the things, so for me, I always like to qualify, qualify, and I don't know if you do this as well, but whether it's God, universe, spirit, it's, it's kind of, it's all that same thing. Cause I, I know for myself, I work with a lot of people that have had some, some trauma along with the, within the religion thing. So as soon as you say God, very often people are triggered. And so I just like to qualify. That's kind of how I see it is, is that inclusive kind of place. And I would have to say it's in my heart. Hmm. Nice. And, and when I really, um, and that's where I operate from. Like when I'm doing a session, I'm very intentional of connecting my heart to yours. I love working. My favorite is one-to-one -one and going crazy deep, you know, and deeper than any, any, anybody believe possible. And when, um, and it isn't excluding the head and the gut. Cause it's like when those are two really important brains as well. But what I find is it's easy for me to be in my head and the gut usually just yells at me, right. If there's a problem. <laughs> and so, but the heart really, my heart really, um, feels like it's coming from pure love. And when it comes from pure love, feel, it feels, um, feels like it's coming from the right place. Awesome. When you, when you, um, I get this question about how to find God in the body. <clears throat> and when you say, or God, and I, I agree, whoever I'm talking to and, and all listeners, I, I, whoever, whoever that is, or whatever that is for you, um, to whatever that feeling is or person or entity, um, in your opinion, Cherry, like when you feel it in your heart, um, what is that? What is, can you explain that a little bit more for someone who is trying to discern um, what is, what is that? And what does it feel like? And, and do you have an example of when that may have happened in your life? Oh, yeah. Well, first no. And so first of all, I find that where you put your hands, where, you know, where you put your, your hands, your attention goes. And so I say to people, it's like, if you're having troubles connecting with your heart and that's what I will do, I will actually literally put my hands on my heart and close my eyes and actually picture that incredible, you know, muscle and, you know, just mind blowing uh, organ because, you know, and, and what, just to add why it's hard for me is because I've had the privilege of being in the room when people have taken their last breath. And I've also been the privilege of when my twin girls were born and when people, when they took their first breath. And, and to me, it was always, it always feels so um, profound as to what starts the heart and what stops the heart. And, and that's always makes me feel like there's something greater than what we're aware of. And I feel like as the more science knows, the more elusive it becomes. And so putting my hand on my heart helps me to, to literally connect to it and feel it and, you know, and have that take a deep breath and, and just feel that um, force that's, that's within us. And so that's how I help. That's how I help to connect with it. If I'm in a place where I can't, where it feels kind of weird to put my hands on my heart or somebody would be weirded out by that. I will, I will picture what, you know, like the heart, what it actually looks like. And I'll picture white light coming from it. And that's, and I send that white light out to whoever it is that I want to connect with. 
and or whatever it is that I want to connect to. It isn't always someone. It's like I have had profound experiences with nature and all kinds of things. And I'll actually, this is an example that I actually can use from last week of doing this. So last week we were, we were in a acreage in an older farmhouse and we finally decided that we we're going to do some rentals. And so the first thing we decided to do was windows. And so last week we had four guys in the house, you know, from Monday to Thursday in basically every room in the house. And for a high sensitive empathic person, that's a lot. <laughs> Yeah. I love my little, my little cocoon that I have. Right. And, you know, and I wanted to, I wanted this to make it a good experience. So I went out and got them treats and stuff and for their coffee break and all that kind of thing. Right. And, but they were kind of like angsty, you know, and they weren't overly gracious about getting like, not that I needed to be dropped, you know, hand over about thank yous, but I expected some. And I was just like, Oh, this is like, really difficult for me to be in this energy in my in my sacred space right and the next so the tuesday came and it was like feeling the same and now i'm just getting really agitated and then finally wednesday morning i'm like okay i gotta tap and this is the funny part about being human right i've been doing this for so long i forgot to use my tool <laughs> so i'm doing my tapping right and and i'm soothing my system and all of a sudden it was like all oh, right i forgot to connect my heart to theirs and so I just sat for a minute and I just sent out that white light to them and was just like, I didn't know whether or not it would change, but I knew I needed to change how I was feeling at the very least I was going to feel better. That's, you know, and cause I was just like, this doesn't work to be in this, in this space. Right. And literally Ruth, they all switched. It was just like, they got chatty. It was like, Oh, thank you so much for the treats. And you know, and it's like, do you want us to do your office first? And it was just like, I was like, how come I didn't remember to do this Monday? <laughs> so easy. I, I think it's so amazing how we can shift people when we recognize, I don't know, their love and what the love we have for them. Yeah. Well, and it, and it was one of those, what, as soon as I got that stress response off, what I started to recognize was how difficult it would be for them to be in someone else's space and not just part of the space, but every part of the house, you know, bathrooms, bedrooms, you know, everywhere. Right. And it was like, and I just kind of had, and I had some right. um, empathy for how difficult right. that might be for them and just wanting, and just really wanting them to, to be, to have this like, be a good experience for them, even though I probably never see not one of them again in my life. I wanted their experience to be in my house, in my world, a positive one. Yes. It's hard to be in someone else's space. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. And I'm, you know, and I tend to be a little bit more on the tense side. I love to laugh, but I tend to be more on the intense side. Right. And so, yeah. And it was like, but I had to also let go of needing that. I just, I had to be in this, like, it's like, this is about me shifting how I'm feeling. And if it can have this ripple effect, hallelujah. But it's like, but if it doesn't, that's okay too. Well, yeah, that's amazing how that, how that works. I, I, uh, I love tapping. So I have a, I have a final question for you. And then I'd like to ask how people get a hold of you though. Your links are going to be below, but how you would prefer them to get a hold of you. For sure. yep. Here's, here's a fun question for you in your lifetime. Can you describe to me when your smile changed someone's day? Mm. I feel like that's a that's an ongoing intention for me me too and um you know and when the mass when we were doing all the mass it was like I made it 
extra effort to try to really smile with my le- with my eyes. <laughs> it's like, see, I can really screw to your. <laughs> yes. um, man, I to pick out one. That's hard to do, Ruth. I don't. It's like it's like because it, it's an everyday thing for me. Whenever I'm out in the world, and yeah. it's like an even. Even when I'm not out in the world, it's like, and I'm feeling something that it's like, it's yeah, I want to send because a smile really feels like love to me and safety right. and right. and acceptance and acknowledgement and. Um, I should have asked you before. See, I was going to stump you with one, but. I think <laughs> like, well, you stumped me with that one because I can't, <laughs> can't come up with one. I think that um, I think we spread love and kindness with our smile. And it's so important for, in my opinion, for kids to know that. And especially when they're feeling so um, dark about themselves or just so insecure or whatever, that their smile, everybody's smile, no matter what, is amazing. And yeah. it's such a bright light. And um, so I love to I love to ask that question. And I know, see, so you have so many. Um, so well, I- and in the, well, and again, back to the example, because it's current with the guys with the windows we have this really rickety old overhang that comes out from the house and our bedroom window is about above it right and they were pretty concerned about they couldn't get up on this thing because it's not stable right and so and I just I was just like well whatever you need to do and so they ended up figuring out something right and I came out as because I was going somewhere just before they got out there and they said okay well this is what we're doing and I'm like oh it looks good as long as it's safe for you guys that's good. And they kind of looked at me and I was like, no, it's like, I don't care about the overhang. I care about whether you guys fell off the fell off. And that I think they were kind of surprised about. Cause I was like, that I cared more about their human body and humanness than, than my staff kind of thing. Right. And so that was, and I was smiling and, and that, cause I laughed cause I was like, well, that's what matters. <laughs> yeah. Not everybody thinks I know, um, you know, they, we don't trust each other. And there's a lot of reason not to, I, you know, there's, so I get that, but it's fun to be able to establish that right away. And, you know, and I think, uh, yeah, and it really starts and it starts with a smile. It does. So what's the best way for people to get a hold of you? How do you like to be um, contacted? You know, not everybody's the same and, and, you know, what would you like people to, to do to learn more or to get a hold of you? Yeah. So through my website is the best way. So it's sherrylukey.com. So it's S-H-E-R-R-Y. Lukey is L-U-K-E-Y.com. And so I have, you know, free resources on there. And I have, you know, if you want to connect with me and just um, see whether or not we're fit for one another and, and work together, then you can book a free free consult to talk. And uh, yeah, and that's, yeah, I'd love to hear from people. And, um, you know, there's a little through the, um, to book a consult, there's a little bit of intake form in it. And I always say to people, it's like, you know, you can answer the questions or not, just fill in something and then you can connect with me kind of thing. Cause it goes automatically to a scheduler. So that's beautiful. I'm glad, you know, you and I have been talking about the calendar, the Calendly and you're, you're, you're on top of it. I have it, but I don't use it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So they just do that. They get a hold of you there and there's sources website. And they're also, um, they'll be below this either uh, YouTube or, um, podcast on my website. So yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. It's been and, so lovely. We've got to do this again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then the, the, um, the free resources, you know, it's a recap of that R3 formula and okay. also with link with links to help people out to be able to use it because, um, tapping is incredibly powerful, but you have to actually use it. 
And so um, there's lots of, um, so it's recapping that, that R3 and then being able to have the resources to, to back it up, so. Okay, great, awesome. Thank you so much for having me today, Ruth. This has been yeah. such an absolute pleasure. So fun, I can't wait. I, we'll, we'll do it again soon. And um, let me know if I can help you at all. And um, uh, I appreciate your time. Yeah, and, and likewise. Okay, thanks so much. Thanks for joining us today for this cool interview with Sherry Lukey. I sure learned a lot about tapping. She did a tapping session a couple hours before we did this interview, and it was really helpful. I was, I had so much energy and creative thought and freedom. It was really neat to go through that. I would highly recommend using her if you're thinking about it. Her, um, She's at SherryLukey.com, and all of her information is below the show on the show notes. Thank you so much. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Your Body Advocate with Ruth Cummings. We're so glad you've joined us today and truly believe you can live a pain-free, passion-filled life. To connect with Ruth, work with Ruth, or to grab your free ebook, go to ruthcummings.com. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Until next time, friends, be open, include the unincluded, think outside the box, and spread love and kindness one smile at a time.